0: Welcome back, guys, to the recording of another podcast episode of Ready or Not. Today, talking about how to put back together a broken relationship. Let's get into it. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast studio in here with Mr. Joel. Hey, hey. And Ashley Anchor again. Hello. All right, uh, got him in here. And today, we're just diving into a pretty emotional topic. So if you're driving, pull over. <laughs> uh, if you're blow-drying your hair, turn it off. sit down uh, for this sit one. Sit down and listen. But, and I'd encourage you, honestly, if this hits a deep vein of emotions, uh, take a deep breath, calm down, and listen to it twice or read and pray on your own. Um, but we're just going to talk through Conflict Resolution. I thought the same thing. (laughs) It's a big topic and gets real emotional real quick. Uh, I don't know even how it hits you guys. Yeah, I just
1: think it's so important and such a missing aspect uh, within not just the culture, but within even within the church. Um, But when you look at scriptures, it's just God has solutions, and it's only found in his word.
0: Yeah, um, I know. For me, it used to be just intimidation and terror and awkward, like the emotions. But to be completely honest, over the years now of just do what the Bible says, it's it's like God knew what He was saying. You know, it's like He knew what He was putting in there, and I can, to His glory, say I have seen conflict work out so wonderfully and bring such healthy resolve and relationships I probably would have lost, not be lost, but be redeemed. Uh, so you got to walk through the muck and the mire and the mud and be willing to look into the mirror. And there's these all these different facets, be willing to cry if you have to cry, uh, angry if you need to be angry. But at the end of that journey, if you just do what the Bible instructs us to do, it is so healthy and so wonderful. And that relationship is so strong because of mm-hmm. it at the end, right? That it now can endure anything. Um, actually, you've been married how long
2: to Cody? It'll be 11 years. Almost wow. 11 years. I feel so old. Oh, you're a decade. <laughs> I feel so old, man. Um, Yeah. And, you know, the reality of relationships is that they are all complicated. They are not linear. So my relationship with my husband is different than my relationships with my friends, you know, for good reasons. But I think our tendency is to expect perfection out of people. And when we expect perfection, then a lot of times we're surprised when, oh, no, Something's happening or they sinned against me, you know? So as soon as we recognize like, okay, we are not perfect. We can't expect perfection from them. They're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Let these two imperfect people figure out how to resolve these conflicts together.
1: Yep. Yeah. No, and people have different reactions to conflict, right? Some want to fight. Some want to flee. Uh, some just want to forget all about it and just not talk through the details. And so you have different people with different backgrounds and how they dealt with things growing up, um, with just their personalities. And so that's, I think what makes it as complicated because different people have different reactions to either being hurt or, or when it's put in front of them that they hurt someone.
0: Yeah. The, the fight or flight, right. As has always been said, I'm curious, just... Between you two, are you more of the fight? Like let's work this out right now, or more of the flight, like you wanna just hermit crab back into your shell and and sit Uh, there for a little
1: while? I am one hundred percent fight. Let's let's throw it down, let's work it out. But then I'm also though not uh I I wanna talk it out, but I don't want to over talk it. So when when I forgive you, I forgive you, like let's like Let's move on. Let's go. Like I don't want to keep dragging it out, gotcha. um, but I'm usually let's 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 get to it.
2: And is Haley the opposite?
1: Um, she she wants to talk it out no, more for sure, mm-hmm. uh, which which is good. Um, and so no, I, I, our relationship I think works because we're just like all right, like let's let's sit down, um, let's talk it out. And uh, and so I mean it's 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 a, always a journey, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think we're both more like let's get to it.
2: I'm for sure a flight. I think I grew up where we didn't talk about anything in my home like you were saying where you know there's a lot of factors involved with like your upbringing and so for me a lot of times I just need to like process okay lord like what like check my heart what what do I need to work on you know and and walking through everything and on my own first before I'm able to you know talk about it.
0: Yep. I don't know what I am. <laughs> I, I am a lost soul. No, I my personality. I is fight. I'm not fight. I want to go to war. Like let's just kill this thing where it is. Hopefully, it's not the person. It's the problem, right? Because right? and one of the things I learned years ago is like you can fight the person or you can fight the problem. Mm-hmm. And but they are separate things. They can be, and it's it's really weird. And hard to begin to walk in that. And I have not yet figured out how to do it perfectly. But when you can separate, like, okay, you're a person. I'm not necessarily mad at you and harboring anger at you. But there is this situation that I'm hurt by. So can we talk about what happened? And I don't know if that even makes sense. In my mind, it does. So for me, where I get hung up, I want to deal with the situation but I've also seen over my life how many times I misread a situation and I'm I'm actually the wrong person. Even when I decide two days later to like, okay, we're going to talk about it, I still am probably going to be the wrong person. But I, I can feel myself, withdraw, and be passive aggressive. But it's because I doubt my own perception. And then, Lord, what do I do? And if it's time to, to figure it out, talk it out. I don't like hash it out cuz that involves the flesh probably.
2: Yeah, and I think What With that, you realize like, hey, we're on the same team here. We're both like running this race together as believers, like walking in the spirit. But a lot of times when that conflict happens, we feel like we're not on the same team because of this weird thing. So when – like you said, when you realize like that situation, okay, we just need to handle this situation together as a team. Like how do we conquer this together and what that looks like?
0: When the light first came on, right, pun intended, it was over an electric bill. (laughs) (laughs) But I got it for the first time years ago that our electric bill was, like, way higher than I anticipated one year, one month. And it just hit, you know, I just I don't know why certain things frustrate you, but I was like, really? Like, not happy. And it clicked. Rochelle walked by, and she was like, are you mad? I was like, no, which is a lie. (laughs) But but in my mind, it wasn't a full lie. I just did. And she said, no, you're mad. And it clicked. Yes, I am.
2: But I not am. at you. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just mad at this. And she sat down at the table and we were able to like, okay, what happened? And figure out the situation over the problem. If I would have been in my own selfishness in the moment, all I know is like, well, I wasn't home this month much. And you guys were because it's summertime and kids are out of school. So it's not my fault. Mm. Yep. And it could have turned into a, a personal war. And that was the first time it clicked, like, oh, no, I'm not mad at you, but I am upset at the situation.
1: Yeah. I think that's so important. The I know for Haley and I, and, and I always, I think we all think about marriage because all three of us are married and that's where the closest relationship is who you're going to have usually the most most yep. uh, conflict with. And uh, I know early on just from, you know, different uh, love and respect by uh, uh, em- Emerson and different different books, um that talk about how you have to remind yourselves that you are on the same team uh, and remind like, hey, even though this is a perceived bad intention, like there is good intentions uh, behind that. There's good will towards each other. And I think whether that's marriage or whether that's just brothers and sisters in Christ, like uh, giving giving the benefit of the doubt um, before like, you know, because we we just we're personal beings. So we take things personal And so to just conclude that the person has good intentions can go so far in relationships.
2: Yeah. And I think another thing that's helpful is remembering that we are sinners and we live in a sinful world, so we are going to respond sinfully to things. And so, you know, like when Cody or a friend, they're having a rough day or, you know, there's an argument between us or something— Because he's a sinner, he may respond to his stressful day in a sinful way, you know? So, like, reminding, like, myself, like, okay, like, he's a child of God, but he's also a sinner. So, recognizing that God is so sovereign and he loves me, Ashley, so much that he would bring this situation for me to minister to this person, this sinner, (laughs) so that I could love him and also come alongside him in that crazy thing. Obviously, like, easier said than done, right? Um, but one verse that I meditated on for a whole year about relationships was First John one eight. It said, "says He who says he is without sin deceives himself, and the truth is not in him." And I think when we hear this verse, we're like, "Nah, I know I'm a sinner, right?" But we are so good at seeing other people sin. You know, it is like amplified. But Lord, help us to remind. To remember our sin, right? And the more that I recognize my need for grace and my need for the Lord and his saving grace, the more I can extend that same grace to other people and see them as someone who I can extend that grace to when oftentimes I just see that amplified thing that they've done wrong towards me. You know what I mean? Totally.
0: Have you guys experienced, and I'm not asking for stories and names, right? It's pretty much the (laughs) opposite of what we want. We don't want to start conflict. (laughs) But you guys have experienced conflict with friends or family over the years. I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Friends, family, both?
2: Both. I would say both. I think the um, the thing about, you know, when I became a Christian, I was 19. And I think as a young adult, friendships are a little bit complicated. Everyone's like in a different season, you know, in their walks with the Lord. They all have different pursuits and You know, like we've talked about before when it's dependent on how you were brought up and, you know, there's so many factors, your personality and and I think the more that we can recognize, like, you know, that person is a sinner and I can just love them and also like showing them grace, it's helpful. Um, And as we like seek Jesus, I think that conviction comes where we – are challenged and sometimes I know for me there have been times where I will not be able to sleep until I like resolve something or go to Cody and apologize because it is so like amplified in my heart and you know the best part about it is sometimes I'll go to him and I'll say I'm sorry I did this or like I had a bad attitude and he was like what are you talking about you know but you know that you're like walking in obedience to what the Lord has called you to do and as soon as you like address it it's it's done you know which is so great
1: Yeah. And for for me, I think because my initial reaction is to fight and not, not the, the flight part. Um, sometimes I need to do a little bit of flight first before I do the fighting, uh, and, and let, let my heart and mind really go under the submission of Christ, and 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 for me, sometimes the the slowing it down, whether it's with uh, friends or, or family. Family is usually you know difficult because uh, they know you best, and uh, and just pausing, and whether it's taking a day, you know, um, you know, I think about, uh, and I don't know where the who did it, but. I know, David, you and I talk about the, the writing a letter to someone yes. uh, trying to resolve, but before you send that letter of, of, you know, explaining what's going on or, hey, like this, this hurt me or um, whatever the letter might be, you know, pausing that for a 24-hour period and then see if you feel the same the next day. Because yep. our emotions are so all over the place. Mm-hmm. And especially with when we're hurt, uh, our reaction is to hurt. And so just making sure that's under totally. that submission.
0: You know, one of the things about dealing with and confronting, right, we can start talking about some of the the nuts and bolts of it all, but dealing with conflict and hurt and people that have wronged and sinned against you, like, first you got to figure out, did they actually wrong and sin against you? (laughs) Or is it just, they made fun of your favorite color and (laughs) you took it personally? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, sometimes we just need to be thicker skinned a little bit. And Mm -hmm. I I don't say that, you know, haphazardly, but come on man like did they really do something like worth you being upset about um, and we're we're living in a time where I feel like people are being conditioned to be offended easier and easier and easier and where all of a sudden everything I care about you need to be careful with I'm like why I I'll try to care about you but Do I need to walk on eggshells around you? And if we begin to feel like everything we hold dear, you have to care about, no one's going to want to be around you because they're so paranoid about ever crossing a line. It's just too much work to be around you. You're too hard of a friend. I can't goof around. I can't talk. I can't do anything. Um, And so being able to evaluate, should I even be upset in the first place, you know, uh, is a big deal. Uh, qu- question for you, and biblically speaking, right, we can't answer from the self-justifying side of our mind, but is reconciliation optional? Let's say wrong has been done. Someone did something, said something, true wrong was done. Is reconciliation optional? According no. to
1: scripture, absolutely not. Yeah, he <laughs> just says no. No, it's, it's non-optional non-negotiable.
0: Now, what if someone says, "Yeah, but I'm afraid or I'm nervous or or they wronged me or like is that a good enough excuse? Can't they just be like, "Well, they're not going to it's not going to go well."
2: Yeah, um like you said earlier, it's intimidating, right? And but you can't let your feelings rule your decisions. You know, there there have been relationships, you know, in my life where As you seek the Lord, like you said, that confidence comes where you're like, I know the Lord is calling me to do this. At this point, I don't care what they say or what they think. Not because you're like, I'm right. It's just I'm walking in obedience to what the Lord's called me to do. And it's to squash this right now and tell them and address it and then be done with it. And what I tell my sons is, my two boys is... You cannot control the way people respond. You can only control what you say. And so a lot of times when we we can't let their responses hinder us from moving forward to what the Lord's calling us to do.
0: Not only can you not control their response, but you also can't predict their right. response. Right. And how many times have you either heard or yourself in your mind, like, well, I'm not going to bring it up because they're not going to receive it or they're going to flip out. And you don't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to have those thoughts, you are prejudging that person, yep. which makes you actually the worst of the two. Right.
1: Yep. It you requires can humility. Yep. No, and you can convince yourself out of obeying the Lord. Yep. yep. Where you know God says, go and talk to that person. Like, seek reconciliation. The Bible says to be that peacemaker, that if if at all possible, on your side of things, make peace with all men. So this is what God wants.
0: I remember eight, nine, ten years ago, I just had this deep, like, oh, I don't think this is right. And I had to go share with one of the pastors who could be my father. He's older, which is intimidating. Mm -hmm. I was convinced, oh, man, what I'm going to bring up. And it was a personal kind of thing, or it could have been. This is going to go bad. This is going to go so bad. And it took me like two weeks to work up the courage to go do it. And I walked in there and I just was like, hey, I don't think this is a good decision. It was just a decision. It wasn't a sin issue. I was like, I just don't think this is a good decision. And they looked at me and said, okay, you know, if you don't think that's a good decision, then we won't do that. And I was like, okay. The whole thing was over <laughs> yep. in like 30 seconds. Right. It took but me we, two
2: weeks. We build it up, don't yep. we? Or it becomes, like you said, justified and something that we – We miss out on really the opportunity to really reconcile that relationship or rebuild it and move forward, you know?
1: And you think about the two, you think about Jesus desires that reconciliation Mm -hmm. so much so that he has given us, 2 Corinthians 5, the ministry of reconciliation. And that's not just regarding the gospel us being reconciled to God, but I believe that that goes far and beyond uh, what he the just the finished work of salvation that goes on in our lives but then you think about Satan and his role and influence in the mm-hmm. world he is the opposite right he is he is the the one that would want to divide and 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 want to sweep things under the rug but the God that we worship is a god of relationships and he desires that there would be that peace within relationships
0: yeah and I, we we can read too far into this maybe. But in the book of Acts, when it starts describing the early church, it says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. We go, yeah, Bible, in prayers, like, yeah, you got to pray, in the breaking of bread, and then forth, fellowship. In the breaking of bread, it isn't referring to communion. Uh, Sure, it could incorporate when we have communion and celebrate what the Lord did for us through his death and resurrection, but the breaking of bread means that we sit down together over food and we are one. And in that culture, when you took a piece of bread and broke it in half, it wasn't now two pieces of bread. It was still one piece of bread and the same bread was in both of us. It was a symbolism of unity and togetherness and there's forgiveness. And the church continued in Bible and prayers, but then also in consistent forgiveness and restoration and this beautiful fellowship and encouragement. It's it's awesome. But, you know, someone wants to to argue like, well, I think I have a good reason why I don't have to reconcile. You got to show me in the Bible. Like, what do you mean I don't have an out? Um, What would you say?
1: Can I take this one? Yes, Okay. Turn to the book of Matthew. You know, I love the balance that scripture gives and God doesn't let the believer— um, get away with not seeking peace and reconciliation, uh, whether you are the one offended or you are the one who did the offending, uh, Matthew chapter 18 verses 15 through 17, I encourage you to go read it, but it basically talks about this process of someone who, uh, that, that sin, that has sinned against you and this process that you need to first go to them by yourself if they don't receive you, you, you're not done then even. God doesn't, God doesn't just say, okay, now you're good, you went to them. No, there's actually more of a process for the body of believers. Then you are supposed to grab someone else with you to go and approach them and see if they're you know, willing to concede to that. Uh, and then you're even after that supposed to go to the elders of the church. Yep. And so on that side of things, if you are sinned against by someone, God says you need to go to them.
0: So just to clarify and I hear this all the time. I remember feeling like this. Well, shouldn't the person who did the wrong come seek restoration? And the answer is like, well, yes. And you'll talk on that in a second. But also, the Bible says if you've been wronged, yep, you're mm-hmm. supposed to. Because that person's out living their life, they may not even yep. know. Yep. Right. And the Bible holds you accountable. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you're hurt and wounded by something someone did. You gotta bring it up.
1: Yep. And that's oh. the that's the the family of the body of believers, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like you you got you gotta to go to them, whether you're the one that did something wrong or not. So then the other side of it is if you sin against someone. And it's Matthew chapter five, verse twenty-three and twenty-four that talk about if you are at the altar or at a place of worship and you realize that you've offended someone that you are to lay that gift there. You are to, whether to, stop singing that worship song, God doesn't want to hear your prayer in that moment, go and find that brother or that sister in Christ and, and seek out that reconciliation, seek out forgiveness.
0: So whether you did the wrong or you were wronged, the Lord's like, hey, you gotta take a step. Gotta take a step.
2: I also think it's important to talk about When you do have conflict resolution, it doesn't mean that your relationship will necessarily look exactly the same that it used to look, right? Like, it doesn't always mean that that relationship is going to be, like, way better. It just means, you know, maybe at that point something happened and there are different boundaries that you need to create, you know, in that relationship. Or, you know, there's so many different variables and it could be family or it can be friends. But, um as you are walking in obedience to the Lord faithfully, it's doesn't mean that it's going to be this beautiful picture of, you know, BFF forever. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And that's a really good point. Uh, reconciliation and restoration are not the same thing. And I think yeah. sometimes we want it to go back to what it was or even better might not happen. Um We some people, especially typically the one that did the wronging, they're the the one that in the sin. They're gonna real quick like you should you should let me back in your life exactly the same way I was a week ago. Like well, that takes time. There so if you guys are listening and you know you're having a hard time and there's this storm brewing inside, it's a slow process to rebuild a relationship that was genuinely broken. Uh, And so there is a difference between reconciling and restoring. Uh, Reconciliation should take, you know, a moment, a a day, a week, maybe. Could be just an hour-long conversation. And forgiveness has been issued, granted. There's no more bitterness. There's no more resentment. You're you're okay with each other. The blood's not going to boil when the other person walks in the room anymore restoration? Like, well, you want me to trust you again? Like, I'm, I just, I want to trust you. I, it's just going to take time. Oh, you want to be hanging out all the time? Like, uh, it's, it's going to take time. And that, that part's okay. Right. Uh, so don't feel like everything we're talking about means by tomorrow, someone has to have absolute access to your life because they said, I'm sorry. Right. Uh, but at the same time, you know, there's a whole like, when Peter's like, how many times do I forgive The brother that sins against me, is is seven good? Jesus is like, no. (laughs) Seventy times seven, like an infinite amount. And again, that's if there's genuineness. Yeah, and I think God has
1: to be this specific with us because our tendency is if someone wrongs us, just to be like, okay, we're done. Like that. That's it. We'll just move on. They're no longer in my life. They're they're toxic, or they're this, or or they're that, and they, and they hurt me. And God says, okay, they, they might not need to be in your life in the way that they were before, but you do need to seek out that. What? And I love that 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 balance, David, that you talked about the reconciliation, but also the restoration and that relationship. There there is some sin that can be against someone. That, that relationship will never be the same, yep. and actually should never be the same yep. um but for that reconciliation, like that that is non optional, yep,
0: I like you as a person,
2: and think about how much the Lord is glorified when we're so quick to forgive and quick mm. to confess, because I think the world tells us like, oh, you deserve to stand up for yourself and you know love yourself and have your time for yourself, et cetera, et cetera. Um, especially when I first got married, you see this battle, you know, you feel this battle of like what the world like tells you, you know, and it's all spiritual to try and like destroy marriage, you know, like, and, and speaking to, you to you in a form of like selfishness, you know, so being quick to forgive and, um, quick to confess is so helpful for all relationships. And also, um, I heard a quote from a pastor that said something like, um, Relationships will last as long as we are um, willing to forgive them. And I think that's so true because, you know, someone could, like, like you said, offend us and they don't even know it. Just forgive them, you know, and move on and move forward. It's, it's like how much are you willing to work for that relationship that you're willing to forgive them and move on and keep working toward that?
0: I wonder how many knucklehead things I've done and been forgiven of that <laughs> right. I don't even know of. You know how yes. many dumb comments or inconsiderate things? I probably let the door close in someone's face and didn't even know it. You know, <laughs> like. Know. And, but there's a thing you don't even know. Yes, there could be a rap sheet a mile long of Especially all the times. Especially
2: because you're a pastor.
0: Yeah, you know.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Strict your judgment. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. But uh, I mean, I literally am right in the middle of like, the Lord's been nudging me like, Hey, there's this thing we're going to iron out in your life. Like what? And I don't know how it's going to go. And last weekend initiated it and we'll see how it goes in the next couple of weeks. But I've seen his faithfulness in the past to know at the end, whatever it we'll be healthy. It's going to, I will be healthy. No resentment, no bitterness, confidence and freedom in the Lord potential like awesome rebuilding of a relationship in life and i know we've talked about marriage a bit i've had friends walk into my life and like hey i gotta say something okay and they're only dearer friends now because of that moment Um, we've had a a couple come to us before like husband wife with husband wife like hey here's some things that we're just wrestling through and it's like okay and that's appreciation for each other's only grown so for me i think the the personal side the carnal side says man nine times out of ten it probably won't work out well and i've actually seen the opposite it's like one out of ten don't work out well and the other nine are strengthened and made better because of it
1: so david with that what if the other person doesn't want to reconcile yeah. what, what do we do that that one out of 10 yeah. of like you go to them you sought out peace you sought out reconciliation and they're like no chance no way
0: well one you're free in the lord cuz you you're the bible the two verses you brought up means you're supposed to try mm. god does the doing you're just supposed to be willing and so you tried lord i tried I don't know what else to do. I can't make someone talk to me. I can't make someone reconcile. But I was obedient to your word and I tried. I'm free in the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now, the one thing, the caveat to that, and I've been this person where you now, it could be a month, a year. It could be multiple years where there's this distance and you actually are very guarded because of that distance. And it's kind of nice because you're free in the Lord to have this big gap between someone and then God years later convicts that person and they need to come to you and try to reconcile. And you got real comfortable, like not having them in your life. And so you're free in the Lord to not reconcile if the other person won't, but you're not free to resist it two years later. Mm. If they want to It's like, Nope, that ship has sailed. You had your opportunity when I came to you two years ago. Like, no, no, no. If you're still breathing, they should have the opportunity to come home.
1: Wow, that's really good. Yeah, I think of that. It is hard. That I'm sounds hard. You, that it's sounds very difficult.
0: So hard, but it is so wonderful. Mm. It's awesome. How, you know, how, there's just some practical steps. Someone's sitting there, or even they're they're in church on Sunday, and they go, oh, man, I think I've wronged somebody. Or they realize... Man, I've been harboring this resentment for a long time. Where do they go from there? So the Lord brings it to mind, right? What do you? Where do you go from there?
1: I think don't hesitate. I know David, you shared with me before, um, and you taught me this. Of uh, there was a time when you were in worshiping, and I think the Lord was like re- reminded you of this person that you that either had someone something against you, or you had something against them. And so, right in worship, like you just stepped outside and worship's happening, and you step outside with your cell phone and you make a phone call. And I think it went to voicemail. Yeah. And it's like, and I've <laughs> always, I always just think of that of like, just don't hesitate. Like, in that moment that the Holy Spirit speaks yeah. to you, obey Him. Like, do something. Even if that is just like, maybe you can't resolve that in that moment, but. Either there's that determination, or like there's literally like I'm gonna text this person, and be like, "Hey, I know we haven't talked in a while. Can we meet up for coffee tomorrow?" It's like because for me, if I wait to obey the Lord, I'm. It's just. You're wait a long <laughs> hey, time. Yeah, you're gonna wait a long time, and so I think I think the don't don't hesitate and seek it out like right away.
2: Yeah, I think that's great.
0: Shoot the text, make the call, just. Do yeah,
2: because the longer you wait, then you're like justifying it, or you can you can justify your way out of anything, right? So the sooner you just get it done, you know, the Lord is revealing that to you, and it's your job to respond to what the Lord is calling you to do. You know? Yep.
1: Yeah. The, what What about on the other end of of maybe like okay, you need to tell someone that you have something against them. Like that's obviously emotional. That's hard to like like you feel hurt. Like, what's the appropriate biblical way to approach someone in that?
0: That they've wronged you and you have to tell them about it? Yeah. So, one, like, you've done some heart searching. Lord, show me that I'm accurate. Mm. Two, you have to come. If you come in anger or hurt, not that those are completely gone, but they need to be as small as possible. Right. Right. Because if you come with anger or resentment or or hurt, it's just not going to come across right. It's just not. It's like trying to to say something while you have, you know, your own self gagged. I I can't understand you. Your emotions will muffle your voice. And so you need to have surrendered those emotions to the Lord, I think. Um, And then the last thing, this is silly. This is one of the tangible things, but for me. I have to write down like on a little post-it note or in my notes on my phone, like what are the two or three things I'm trying to communicate? Because in emotional conversations, within five minutes, you're out in left field, not talking about the one thing you tried to talk about. And in nervousness or emotions, you'll forget half the things you were trying to say. And you can, for me, I can look at the paper and be like, okay, that's, okay, hold on. This is what I'm trying to communicate.
2: That's really good. I think because sometimes I'll be praying and, you know, I'm trying to go to Cody and like I will think I am saying something in the nicest way possible and then he'll respond by saying, that was really mean. I'm like, oh my goodness, I thought I was saying it in the nicest way possible. So it's good to practice that and to write it down and if you need to reference it back like, oh, that came out wrong. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, was no, I think like, I it's, I think that's good. That's so dumb. Aren't you an adult? Like, yeah, I'm an adult. Yep. I'm married. I, I have four kids. It's I'm a pastor, it. and in my nervousness, I'll forget what I was yeah. supposed to say. And by God's grace, it's like once every couple of years. I mean, if you have to do major well, conflict was- resolution <laughs> right. every week of your life, some issues you need to take a sabbatical, <laughs> go be with Jesus for a while. Yeah, you know? and
1: I think it's so it's so easy to become defensive like when you mm. hear that yep. um i think about me if someone comes up to me and says i you know that that first reaction is like i didn't do that and that's that sinful sinful nature and so if the other person can come not in emotion or anger but just like in simplistic truth i know something that that's beneficial that um that i've, I've learned is is to kind of prep the person of like hey i'm about to say something and like, don't blindside them. Don't be like, hey, let's just, like, get some coffee and, and it's all not.
2: Right. Like, like right. <laughs> and then it's just,
1: like, blindsided, like, boom. Um, so I think a little preparation of, like, hey, I'm about to say something, like, this is something that's been on my heart. It might be a little hard to hear. Yep. Like, can I share it with you?
0: That's huge. Um, what about receiving? You're the being, when you're yeah, being told you did something wrong, you did something mean, you did something sinful, what can you do, I mean, yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> it's hard it's hard to be on the receiving hard. end, it just is. like Joel said, because I think initially, for sure you I go on the defense, I'm like in in you know, in my mind, trying to justify it, but um, take it to the Lord, you know, say, Lord, like examine this in my life and show me you know how what I need to do, how I can improve, and how you can be glorified in this situation,
1: yeah, I think. Something that I've learned is to just be quick to apologize because if someone's coming to you, like that means they had to wrestle on the other end Mm -hmm. of like, I'm going to go to this person. I don't know how they're going to react. And so I think just being quick to whether whether it's justifiable, whatever, like they're hurt and you're involved in that. And so I don't think it hurts on that receiving end to to apologize. Like, I don't think we need, you know, in, in like the, the case of, uh, of a traffic accident, you know, you're always told you're not supposed to like, don't apologize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, admission but of guilt. yeah, admission <laughs> of guilt. But it's like, I, I think, I think it's a, it's a good thing for us to be like, man, I'm like, if I hurt you in any way, like I'm, I'm really sorry. And like, okay, that let's work through this because I think that diffuses that situation. And there's like on that receiving end for your own heart and mind, like there's that humility yes. and, That will diffuse the defensiveness that you have in your own heart, which is there because of a result of sin. And so for me, like I know like Haley, my wife knows like I will just – even if like I don't almost think it's like wrong, if if she's hurt, like I'm going to apologize. I don't want her to feel like that. Now let's work through it. Let's talk through this. Like I, you know, let's let's work this out. Um, but I know for me, my, I know my defensiveness because I have that fight mentality that I have to just apologize right away, whether I see it or not.
0: Are you good at doing that? Yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: I, I. I just. I will just. I'm. I'm sorry. Now in that. In that fight. Now okay. Let's. Let's talk through this. Like let's. Let's get down. But. Um, I, I. I've learned that. That's not my initial yep. reaction. Oh, yeah, That's what I've had to learn in Jesus because I know myself that I get defensive, that I want to get into the fight. So I'm going to defuse myself by just saying sorry.
2: Yeah, I think the defense part that comes, you know, when I get defensive, it's like, okay, I want to be right, but Lord, I'm, you know, like recognizing, wow, I was wrong. You know, it's hard to come to terms with that and also recognizing like, I'm not here to win this argument that we're having. I'm here to give glory to the Lord. And you, like you said, it requires humility to, to um, not be so focused on winning this argument that you ruin the relationship. You know what I mean?
0: I think keeping in mind that if someone's bringing up something bad that happened, they're not calling you a bad person. right? They're just saying there was a bad moment. Because sometimes we treat it like they're offending our character and the depths of who we are as a human being, and <laughs> it's like no, they're just saying like, "Hey, you stepped on my toe and it hurt." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I stepped on your toe." Uh, I, I know for me, early on, that was a big thing. Everything felt like a personal attack, um, and I had to realize, and still often find myself needing to like pull back, like, "Hold on, this is not a personal thing. This is just something dumb that I did," and realize it. Uh, there's the other side of like, if if someone grew up in a volatile home or an abusive home or a verbally just intense house, you might have gotten used to just saying sorry all the time. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just make it go away. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But there is an unhealthy side of that mm. where you just take the blame for everything so that you can just get on with it. and. If you're used to falling into that trap of like, just apologize, own it, move on. Apologize, own it, move on. Apologize, move it, move on. Like, I'm not trying to encourage you to be a fighter, but if you're honest, there's stuff that'll pile up over the years. Yes. And then when that comes out, it's just, it's really hard to clean all that up. It yep. can be cleaned up. There's absolutely, Jesus can do anything, but be careful you don't default to just owning everything is even the things you didn't do. Yep. Uh, And I'd say if you want to accelerate your ability, and I think the ability to be confronted is a direct um, gauge as to your maturity level, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it or not. If you're easily offended, there's room for growth. Mm -hmm. And as I'm saying that, I'm like, oh, I need to go evaluate. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Uh, But if you want to accelerate your growth in the Lord, you want to accelerate the character of Christ in your life, Don't start with the peripheral relationships and work your way towards home. Start at home. Like, can you become a really good reconciler at home? And just like water flowing down a hill, like it'll cascade into the other relationships, no problem. But water doesn't flow uphill. Like just because you get good at having good friendships or good church relationships or whatever doesn't necessarily mean your home's going to become good. And uh, I love, I think... We'll just end with this thing. Uh, A good friend, shout out to Sammy, right? (laughs) You remember he shared one time that someone had come into his office and made an accusation against him that was totally not true. And instead of being like, no, I didn't do that to you and whatever, he realized in that person's mind, he had been mean. And so he went, gosh, what did I do to make them think I didn't like them? And I was impressed. I was like, what? Like, your first thought wasn't to prove you weren't mean or short-tempered. Your first thought was, I must have done something to make them feel that way. And he owned. Like, it was amazing. And being able to think when someone brings an accusation against you, even if you didn't do it, maybe I did something that gave that impression. And for that, I am sorry. Yep. Like, what did I do to make you feel like I don't care about mm-hmm. you? Yep. Um. This is huge. So conflict resolution, non-optional, got to do it. And it's so much that God doesn't even want you to really worship too much yep. until it's begun. Leave doesn't it have to there. Be, doesn't have to be finished, but it has to be started. Yep. There's a difference between restoration and reconciliation, right? Um, you got to reconcile. Restoration takes time. And there's just, there's no good excuses. We are truly praying for you. And it's a heavy topic, hard to leave on a big high. Like, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, guys, pray, be still before the Lord, and then obey what He's prompting you to do. And we will see you next time. See you guys.
2: Bye.